2: Hello everybody, Ron Geyer, and Time Insights. Thank you for listening. And so last week we broached the topic on truth. We were commenting on uh, truth as it relates to what's going on in Texas last week with the shooting of our school children. And it always comes back to the church. You know, either we are who God says we are, we have authority in the earth, and that doesn't mean we stop everything. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But it does mean we should have an impact and influence on everything that goes on. And so with sin just rampant, you know, it's no coincidence. Preachers, big name preachers, uh, talk about, well, they don't talk about. They talk about the fact that they're not going to talk about sin. And so, you know, that's part and parcel. That goes hand in hand with the rise and the advent and the increase of lawlessness in our nation. Well, if you don't tell people that it's wrong, then... Where's the restraint? I don't understand. How do you think we're going to have a lawful society if you never identify what's wrong? You know, the law was given by God to the Jews to reveal to them what was wrong with them, that you're a sinner. And it's the same thing in America. The laws that we have, by and large, they were founded uh, by men of God that put our Constitution and our judicial system together. And they were biblically based. And they were used to point out people that could not live properly in a culture, in a society. And we call these people lawbreakers. Well, that's on the advent in our nation. And it's because the church is not telling people that they're lawbreakers. I don't understand this. So they slap us. So they take away our 501 c 3 QRS, LGBT, whatever it is. I have no idea anymore. But well, we tell the people the truth because we're supposed to tell the people the truth. We owe them the truth. Yes, we owe them the truth. God gave us the truth. Paul says, I'm a debtor both to uh, the Greek and the Jew. Paul recognized I've got something that doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you. What's that, Paul? The gospel, the truth about the gospel. I'm just a caretaker of it, but I'm supposed to give it to you. Well, it's the same way me talking to you. I've got something that belongs to you. And it's truth. And so my job is to give it to you, whether they yell at me, whether they throw me in jail, whether they fine me, whatever they do in foreign countries, if they take your tongue away, if they lop your head off. Okay, I get it. So be it. But man, look what's on the other side, the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've really got to get our heads back into the heavens, man. I'm sorry. And that's only found in the word of God. So I was talking about truth last week, and I talked about Romans 118. That there are those that are suppressing the truth, that are holding down the truth, that are hiding the truth, that are stifling the truth. And I closed before I got to Romans one twenty five. Not only are they doing that, but now they're also changing the truth. Romans one twenty five: who changed the truth of God into a lie. They not only changed, well, of course, if you change it, it becomes a lie. But truth is being represented, or rather lies are being represented as truth now. And this is what the church battles against, you know. It's, it's a dilemma. No, it's not a dilemma. This is the task set before the church today, especially in America. And unfortunately, we're looking at all sorts of ways to avoid telling people the truth because we're scared of their intimidation. You know, their situation is they need to know the truth. And yet, for some reason, we are intimidated to tell them the truth. You're know, you sinners. You're going to hell if you don't change your way. That's the bad news. The good news is Jesus took care of your sin. But you must accept what he did for you and allow him to come into your life and cleanse you and fix you and plant his Holy Spirit in you and you become born again as a child of God. That's such a good message. Why are we scared? The Bible teaches man is created in the image of God. Yes. But man is currently flipping that around. Socialism, communism, humanism and a return in America to paganism, all are being taught in our American schools as well as our American seminaries. Dangerous, dangerous ground, these woke pastors and the damage that they're doing to Christianity. It's for this reason that the church must absolutely preach the truth accurately. We want God's power? Well, then preach the truth about the gospel. You know, Romans one sixteen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. Many of Christ's miracles, uh, when he walked the earth, when he was here, they occurred when he demonstrated love, compassion to people. And Jesus moved with compassion, healed this one, healed that one. The church, you know, we're big on love. God is big on love, and you should be big on love, but you can't disconnect the truth from the message and still claim that it's love. You can't, for instance, tell people Jesus loves them and then forget to tell them, oh, by the way, you're in trouble because you don't love him, because you're separated from him. Your sin has caused you to be unable to receive that love, to walk in that love, to demonstrate that love. And that's where the preaching of the gospel comes in. It's the power of God unto salvation, you know, we've tried that. We've tried to disconnect the truth from the message and claim that it's still love. That's what's going on in our churches today. But unfortunately, that doesn't work. Ephesians 4.15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head even Christ. Today's Christians, our uh, love walk, it's missing one thing. It's missing the truth. There's a counterfeit love out there. We think we can tell the homosexual that Jesus loves them and that's it. That doesn't get anybody saved. Jesus loves you is a truth, but it is not the truth. The Bible says the gospel is the truth whereby the power of God is manifested. Jesus loves you has no power. Truth is the power in love. Did you get that? If it isn't truth, it isn't love. So the church remains immature because we're not growing. And if we're not speaking the truth, then it's not love. Truth is the power in love. Truth is the evidence that love is real. Truth not only protects love, but it tests love as well. Telling a sinner Jesus loves them is true, but it's not love. It lacks power. Telling the sinner that they are destined to eternal damnation without accepting the substitutionary death of Jesus on the cross is true love. Because it comes with the power of the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God. This is very important. You must understand this. If you are attending a church that won't talk about sin, then you are following a leader who, according to Galatians 1, is cursed by God and is destined to eternal punishment. I'll read it. Galatians 1, verses 8 and 9. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Accursed. That means damned. It means separated from God. Verse nine. As we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received from us, let him be accursed. If you're a pastor or Bible teacher or evangelist or anyone claiming to represent Christ, changes any part of the gospel message, the gospel that Paul preached, he is not Christ's, and he is not blessed, he is cursed. Also all claims of that church loving you would then be false at best it preaches a counterfeit christ if it preaches christ at all at worst you are following a false teacher who preaches a false gospel god's way of showing love is real it uses the truth to confront the sinner jesus death for you was real and so was his resurrection now that's real power folks john 11:25 jesus said unto her i am the resurrection I am the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Real love has real power, but it needs truth. Remember, if it isn't truth, it isn't love. Truth also sanctifies us. Because the church has counterfeited love, all we get is Jesus loves you from the counterfeit leaders standing in our pulpits. The gospel is so much more than Jesus loves you. It's Jesus he says your sin has separated you from that love of Jesus. God's love reached out to you and sent Jesus to pay your penalty. You must repent of the sin of rejecting God, and you must be born again. That's the power of Christ. That's the message of the cross. That's the truth, the power of God himself unto your salvation. Remember, if it isn't truth, it isn't love. Jesus loves you. Yes, it's the truth, but it isn't the gospel truth, and it's the gospel truth that people need to get saved. Jesus loves you may get you in the door of a church, but it's the truth of the gospel that saves you from the gates of hell. Jesus is the way. We spoke about that, and we've lost our way. He's also the truth, and we're talking about that. We have rejected his way. Therefore, we are a lost human race and will soon be destroyed. We have rejected his truth. Not only are we lost, but we are lost stupid. I like that. Not only we are lost, but we are lost stupid. We are floundering in our sin. When Jesus took care of that, how stupid is that? Floundering in a sin that's already been paid for. We are scared to tell folks the truth. All that reveals is that we don't know him. Because if we know him, we love him. And if we love him, we love others. Finally, the last part of that scripture in John. Do I have it here? Let me go back and read it. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. And what was the third one? I am the life. Finally, Jesus, also the life. But sadly, we have rejected the life as well. When one rejects the lordship of Christ Jesus, we lose our way. We live lives of lies, void of truth. And truthfully, we are walking dead men. We think we are full of life, but our lives deny that truth. Instead of sharing the truth that we are alive in Christ Jesus, and all we seem to do is share our fears If we are alive in Christ, we must have no fears. We must begin to act like it. If we believe he is the way, we need to follow him. If we know him to be true, then we must obey him. There's an assault upon truth in our nation nowadays. You know, America has great needs. We've got monetary needs. We've got medical needs. We've got educational needs, economic needs, uh, and as well, we're soon going to find out our leadership has, (laughs) we lack needs for leadership in our military. But all of these needs are directly related to America's greatest need, and that need is truth. As great as our country has been, and as great as we still are in certain areas, there is a dearth of truth in our land. Our once proud foundation, built on biblical truth and God's word in practice, has been torn down and is being replaced by Satan's gospel, the gospel of deception. Our nation has become a land of liars, ruled by lies, spoken by liars, built upon a foundation of lies. Isaiah fifty nine fourteen, and judgment is turned away backwards, and justice stands afar off, for truth is fallen in the street, and equity justice cannot enter. The Amplified says it like this: Isaiah fifty nine fourteen, justice is turned away backwards, and righteousness uprightness and right standing with God stands afar off, for truth has fallen in the street, the city's forum, and uprightness cannot enter the courts of justice. The message always great. Our wrongdoings pile up before you, O God. Our sins stand up and accuse us. Our wrongdoings stare us down. We know in detail what we've done. Yeah, we do. Mocking and denying God, not following our God, spreading false rumors, whipping up revolt, pregnant with lies, muttering malice. Justice is beaten back. Righteousness is banished to the sidelines. Truth staggers down the street. Honesty is nowhere to be found. God is missing in action. Anyone renouncing evil is beaten and robbed. The context here is the dire need God's people had for a savior. And if you read on, you'll see how God himself came to restore righteousness to the Jews and to mete out justice. Well, today is America. We're in the exact same situation. And guess what? He's coming back again. Hallelujah. But he's not coming back to pat us on the back because we've done well. He's coming back to judge us and punish us because we've rejected him. Our homosexual acceptance, the murder of our children, our thefts, and our blasphemies, our idolatries, and our pagan religions pile up to accuse us before God. And the solution to these problems is telling people the truth about Jesus Christ, our Messiah. Church, you have got to get this right. You must preach the truth Not only about Jesus, but about mankind. Mankind is a sinner. I'm sorry, Joel, but that's the truth. Mankind is a sinner. You need a Savior. Jesus Christ is not an option. You must be born again. It's very plain. It may hurt. It may confront. It may even wound someone when you tell them that they're a sinner. But you don't leave them there. That's just a preparation for the Holy Spirit to go ahead and do the framework for the conviction so that they will repent. We are preaching a gospel that doesn't have repentance in it. Therefore, it's not a gospel. And people are staying lost. The solution to all of our problems in America about Jesus Christ is the truth. We have churches here on every corner. But God's missing because truth is missing. The church supposedly, remember, the pillar and the ground of truth can no longer be counted on. The prophets are failing with the message in our land as well. First Timothy 3.15, I'm going to read it again, that if, if I don't die right away, Paul writing to Timothy, you may know how you ought to behave yourself in the house of God. How are we supposed to be behaving ourselves in the pulpits of God? We are supposed to be preaching that the truth. We are the pillar and the ground of truth. The prophets, Lamentations 2.14 Thy prophets have seen vain and foolish things for thee, and they have not discovered thine iniquity to turn away that captivity that is so rich. But they have seen for you false burdens and causes of banishment. What he's saying is the prophets are supposed to be calling out your sin. They're supposed to be discovering your iniquity. It's the same thing what we're doing in American churches. We are not letting the world, the sinner, know that they are sinners. Look at this, though. They are not only not discovering Your iniquity. They are not seeking your discovery your iniquity. They are not seeking God, hearing God to find out what God says is wrong with you. They're not doing that. They didn't do it then and we're not doing it now. They have not discovered thine iniquity. Why? To turn away your captivity. Understand. When you're sinning, you're in jail. You're in prison. That's why Jesus says, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. He'll get you out of jail. He'll get you out of that sin prison. He will get you out of that prison of deception and lies and deceit and wounding. And he will set you free. Well, it's the same thing. The prophets were called by God. The pastors are called by God. The preachers are called by God to identify the sin in the land. They are required to discover the sin. Abortion is sin. I've got a scripture. I hope I get to it. Oh, I do. It's the next one I'm going to get to. You need to understand this. It will explain what's going on. But back to this one. The prophets, the teachers, the pastors, they are called to discover the people's sin, to point it out to them. Why? Because when they do that and the people respond, it will get them out of prison. I'll read it again. Thy prophets have seen false, foolish things for you. They have not discovered your sin to turn away thy captivity. And here's the problem. We say that we love the people. We love the sinner. That's a lie. We do not love the sinner. If we loved the sinner, we would tell them the truth. Because we would tell them the truth, we would get them out of prison. I'm sorry. The church is not helping. We must preach the truth. Jeremiah 9 3. And they bend their tongues like their bow for lies. These are the prophets. But they are not valiant for the truth upon the earth. I want to be valiant for the truth upon the earth. These people, they proceed from evil to evil, and they don't know me, say it The Lord, we've got that same situation in America today. You know, we just lost some school kids last week. The nation is still in an uproar. Indignant that guns have not been removed from our society yet. And I'm wondering, will anyone in our pulpits be bold enough to tell them the truth? I know why these children are dead. I know what happened. I know why their lives were lost senselessly. Is there a preacher out there who will make the connection between murdering our own children in the womb and this insane act of violence? God even tells us why it happens. You know, this scripture should be shared in our churches and every pulpit in America this Sunday. Hosea 4, 6. We know it, but like most scriptures that we preach from counterfeits in the pulpit, we stop when we get what we want. Hosea 4.6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He's talking to the Jewish priest, the Jewish shepherds, the Jewish pastors. My people, the people that you're shepherding, the people that I've called you to bless with my teaching, the people that I've called you to lead beside still waters, the people that I've told you to preach the word to, to protect them and to grow them spiritually, to feed them. My people are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, O priest of God, I will also reject you, and you shall be no longer a priest to me, seeing that you have forgotten the law of thy God. That's rich. God is yelling and blaming the pastors, the preachers, the shepherds, the priests for the sins of Israel, and he's holding them accountable for what's going on in the land and what's going on in the land. They proceed from evil to evil. And the Jewish people don't know me because of the failure of the pastor, of the priest, of the shepherd, of the prophet. Exact same thing is happening today. But look at the last verse in this one. you got to know this. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt surely be no priest to me. Seeing you have forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget your children. That's God. That's a promise right up there. Every bit as important as my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That verse is every bit as important as um, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That verse is every bit as important as whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Wounded mom and dad's crying broken. Their children have died by senseless violence. And it's because right here. Because of our sin, because of lying pastors, prophets, priests, because of the shepherds not doing their job and giving truth to the people in the land, God says, you forgot about me. And it's a spiritual law. If you forget about me, I will forget about you. Because we are murdering our children in the womb, we can't even wait for them to get born, although now and What state was it? I forget where. But now if the children gets born, they stick it on a table in another room and the parents decide whether they're going to let it live or not. We are sick. We are depraved. And what is the church doing? Pass the bucket. We've got to do a better job than that, man. Come on. But look at this. God says, I will also forget your children. Can you understand this, guys? Our children are not safe in the malls. They're not safe in in the schools. They're not safe in the womb. And because they're not safe in the womb, they're not saved in the homes. Pedophilia rampant in our nation. And we elect these people, and these are the people, these reprobate minds that are running our nation. I don't know how else to say this. God has forgotten our children because we have forgotten God. How can a God who we don't believe in protect our children? How can a God who we don't believe will judge us? How can he judge wickedness in the earth? And not do anything about it. How can that be? You know, this is the state that America has come to. And I do blame, just like God does, the false prophets. I do blame the false teachers. I do blame the cowardly, carnal, compromising pastors in the pulpit. You know, that scripture was specifically written to Jewish priests, but it applies to us, our leaders today as well. Because we have rejected knowledge, specifically God's knowledge, we've rejected his truths. God also has been forced to reject us. Because we have chosen not to obey God's word, to forget God's word, he has promised to forget our children. Because man in America continues to shake our collective fist in the face of God by murdering our children in the womb, God's hand of protection is no longer upon our nation's children. Notice, we have decided what God will do. God will not override our free will. He will not alter his divine promises because of our actions. We reject him. He must reject us. It's pretty simple. You want your children protected? Repent stop murdering your own children in the womb. Stop the abortion mill. Stop voting for evil leaders, especially Democrats whose entire platform is anti-God. Stop following pagan preachers who change the gospel and won't call out sin. Keep your outrage. I don't need it. I don't want to hear it. Bring that outrage with you when you go to vote next time and start voting the Bible take that outrage with you to church on Sunday morning and demand that your preacher preach the Bible or get his sorry butt out of God's pulpit. Or better yet, you get your butt out of your church and you go somewhere where they're preaching the gospel. O Lord, great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and faithfulness for those who love him and keeps his commandments. We have sinned, O God. We have done wrong and we have acted wickedly. We have rebelled against your word. We have turned aside from your commandments and your ordinances, O God. We have not listened to your servants. Open shame belongs to us, O Lord, our kings and our leaders, Father God. We have sinned and shamed. To the Lord our God belongs compassion and forgiveness and mercy, O God. Show us your mercy, Father God. Send repentance, Father God, and heal our land in Jesus' name.